Larkin, uh, recent hire to the men's basketball coaching staff. Uh, thanks for coming on for with me, Noel. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're going to start off on some recent events. We're going to jump right in. What are your thoughts on the Lakers Heat finals wrapping up? NBA bubble, finally get it done. The Lakers get it done in six games. Do you have any quick thoughts or thoughts on the finals? Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I, uh, I watched every game. I, uh, I'm alone on this, but I've grown up to be a Laker hater. So <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it hurt me to watch them win that. But it was pretty cool to see um, – you know, the two best players in the world, Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron James, come together and get it done. Um, Who is your favorite team? I'm actually a Sacramento Kings fan. Oof, that's um, a little rough for playoff success right now, but. It's been tough for a while now, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, the Heat were fun to watch. They super tough, great coach, um, really together, really guard the ball. So mm -hmm. it was unfortunate, but, you know, happy for LeBron and AD. <laughs> All right, so let's start with you. How did you get into basketball? Did you play multiple sports growing up? How, what, what kind of keyed into your love for basketball? Um, I actually just played basketball growing up. Um, my big brother kind of got me into it. Um, just watching old Kings games when I was younger. And then um, I just fell in love with it, honestly, from a young age. I just loved to play, loved to compete. Um, all of my friends, all of the closest people in my life, besides my family, obviously, um, it came from basketball. So basketball has just been a huge gift to me, a ton of blessings. And I just, I love the sport. Awesome. So to kind of give our viewers some background, uh, Noel went to Valencia High School in Placentia. He was a first team all-conference player. And then he played one season at IVC for head coach Jerry Hernandez and then moved to Vanguard where he would play from 2011 to 2014. So kind of give me the pitch. What was the draw to come from IVC to Vanguard? Yeah, um, honestly, at that time, I wasn't getting a lot of attention with recruiting. Um, I had broken my wrist. I actually went to Concordia. Um, I redshirted there, so it wouldn't be anywhere. But I broke my wrist and um, went to IVC. I was, shoot, 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> um, you know, didn't play a lot there. And Red Solid, a funny story, he, he recruited me because he was trying to um, recruit my friend, Andre Murillo, who's also on staff. Um, so he was recruiting me to try to get him. And unfortunately for him, it didn't work out. I ended up signing with Vanguard and Andre went to Biola. Um, so funny how that ended up. And now obviously Andre's back with us on staff, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, you know, Vanguard was kind of my only option at the time. Um, but even still, just, you know, the love that Coach Soliday showed me and the support that he gave, just the fact that he was willing to, you know, take some time to look at me really was was enough for me. So I love the campus. I love the team. Um, Taylor Kelly and Billy Thompson were big on my visit. Um, so yeah, just the people and the environment were really the reason why um, I chose Vanguard. Awesome. So of course, we're going to talk about how you guys won it all, but kind of the lead up from it in 2011, 2012, you guys go 16 and 14. Yeah. You guys got Chris Raybon and Chris Capetz, your top two mm -hmm. scores graduate. Yep. Then in 2012, 2013, you guys go 18 and 12. You get Preston Wynn and Chris Gorman. They transfer in, and they make an immediate impact. And Ennis Waitley Jr. goes from 4.8 points per game. He starts averaging 14 and 6. Boom, he graduates. And D'Angelo Jones comes in as a registered junior. Now we enter your season where you guys won it all. You got Wynn, Gorman, and Jones back, and you got Keith Mason and Zach Alman. They come in and average 9 and 6 and 8 and 6. 
So you were there for the duration of it all. So as someone that kind of witnessed the development of the team that was like winning close to 20 games, how did you see them grow from a team that's winning 20 games to one that won the whole thing and goes 32 and six that year? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that are the names that you mentioned. You know, Preston Wynn and Chris Gorman were, they were all Americans for a reason. These guys are really good at basketball. Um, but also just, I think, the coaching staff's willingness to keep on, you know. The way that we play defense is not normal, and it takes a lot for guys to buy into that. Um, and I think coaches just did a great job of having us buy in. Um, when I first got there, I don't think, you know, that buy-in was necessarily there. But over time and, you know, with the coaches' just persistence, I think guys just, you know, they understood, hey, Coach Solid knows what he's talking about, and I'm going to buy in. And, you know, our whole team did that. They really did. They uh, they loved each other. They loved playing for each other. They loved playing for the coaches. And there were no egos on that team. You know, we were all in it for each other, and, and it, it worked out. So. Awesome. So you guys were ranked number nine. You guys win your first ever GSAC uh, tournament trophy. Um, so you guys sweep both the regular season and tournament titles. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you guys are 27 and six. You guys are one win away from tying the best uh, all-time best mark for wins in a season with 28 set by the 88-89 uh, hoop squad. And in that game, you drop 12 points. You're perfect from the field. Absolutely killing it. You guys get the title. Um, at that time, the women's team was number one in the country. At the same time, you, you guys were making your run. Um, what was it like to kind of have that level of dominance going on at the same time from the men's and the women's side? Uh, I guess the best word is fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, it really was. Um, the whole campus was buzzing at that time. They were all excited, all behind us. And it was just a lot of fun. You know, when I think back on those times, it wasn't necessarily the games that we were winning, but it was just the camaraderie and the togetherness and just the fun with the, you know, brothers on the court. Um, obviously, Russ Davis does a great job. And the girls team are, is always, you know, one of the top teams in the country. So to be able to um, be at the top with them at the same time, was, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. So kind of walk me through this postseason run and give me like any fond memories you have of it. So you guys are the eight seed. You guys take down number 11, Benedictine College. And Jones ends his night with a game high 25 points. And he goes to the line 18 times and hits 15 of them. Yeah. Um, shoot, the whole tournament was great. You know, the I'd say the hardest game of all was, was the first game we played against Life Pacific just because they were so athletic, so fast. Um, you know, but once we got that one out of the way and we got, you know, really confident and after that, it was just, you know, next next team up, you know, mentality. We uh, we were ready to go. We were never too high and never too low, I think, on that tournament. And um, it was just a great time, man. I, I'm looking forward to, you know, going back now as a coach. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. So one of the big, big-time performances in the semifinal game, Preston Wynn goes for 42 points on 14 of 19 shooting. Just kind of talk how – what it was to play with a guy like that that's putting up 42 points in a semifinal game. Man, one thing about Preston is you knew every game you went into, you you had a chance to win it. Um, I remember Preston in that game, he, he took a shot like three feet past half court. And I remember telling the guy next to me, because it was one of his first few buckets, I remember telling the guy that was guarding me, well, it's going to be a long night for you guys, because when that guy's hitting, there's, there's not much you can do to stop him. Um, so, yeah, it just gave us a ton of confidence knowing that we had a guy like Preston that was, you know, a warrior, and he was going to go in every game and give his best, and he could put up 42 on any given night. So, yeah.
So then you guys go in a crazy close game. It's a two-point game with under four minutes left. You guys pull out a big win. Um, Coach Soliday has said before the last game of the year is always the most special. It's just very emotional as you kind of get the culmination of work and brotherhood from that specific group that can never be replicated ever again. Kind of walk me through the emotions after the game in that moment. After the championship game, you're saying? Yeah. Um, honestly, it was kind of it's kind of weird. You know, at first it doesn't really hit you that wow, we're we're national champs. At first, it was like, when's the next game? You know, like when can we play again? Is this really over? Um, so it was kind of a honestly a roller coaster of emotions, like really happy and excited that your work paid off, while at the same time just wishing that there were more games to play, because um, because we had so much fun together playing and and competing. But it was just awesome, man. That, that whole team was a bunch of underdogs. They really were. Uh, from the coaching staff down to the last guy on the bench, there were a bunch of underdogs who, you know, a lot of people counted us out. And so to be able to come together and, and get that done was just really cool. It was a blessing, I think, from God um, to our whole roster. So, Awesome. And then following your graduation from Vanguard, you kind of stepped right into coaching. So correct me if I'm wrong, I have you have 2014 to 2016 on the staff at Cypress College. Mm-hmm. Then you're an assistant coach at um, uh California State Dominguez Hills. Oh. Then you're 2017, 2018. You're coaching with Brian Boomer Roberts at Trinity International, and you helped them uh, to a 21 and 11 record and appearance in the NAI National Tournament. So, kind of walk me through that. You make your first appearance back as a coach in the national tournament. Kind of give me some thoughts in that. Yeah, um, it was it was cool. You know, I actually had tore my ACL um, a couple of weeks before that, and I had surgery like the three days before we left. So. It was a painful experience, but it was a lot of fun, you know, getting back. Um, obviously, we didn't go as far as we would have liked to go, but it was cool to, uh, you know, see how excited our guys were to make the trip and go out there and compete. It was, it was really cool. Awesome. So then the last stop I think I have is the lead assistant at Purdue Northwest the past two years before you come back home, Costa Mesa, Vanguard University. So kind of talk me through, um, was coaching always the plan? Where, where did that desire come from for you to get into coaching? Yeah, honestly, it wasn't. You know, there's not a whole lot of money in coaching unless you're at the high major. And when I graduated, my plan was to make a lot of money and, you know, support my family. But um, Andrew Alhadeth, who was my boss at uh, Cypress College, I, I played for him um, at IBC. He was the assistant coach. Um, and I told him, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to. He offered me his assistant job, and I told him no originally. Um, but he said, well, let's just go to lunch and let's just see, you know, we'll have lunch if, if nothing else. And midway through the conversation, I, I just felt the tugging of the Lord on my heart say, hey, you should you should try this. Um, and I did. And from the first practice, um, I knew this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Um, I love it. I really do. I love the opportunity I have to be a mentor to, you know, the guys on the team and to still be able to compete and be around basketball every day is uh, it's a blessing. And uh, I really do love it love to coach the game so kind of give me like your most influential coaching figures that you've played under and assisted or kind of like built you are into who you are today yeah um I gotta start you know with coach Soliday um just you know coach Soliday does it differently and, and a lot of guys think you know when you're a head coach you got to be a jerk or you got to be this and that but the way coach Soliday does it is he shows you one that he's in your corner and that he loves you um and he makes guys want to run through a wall for him in that way, which is just, it's not the norm, you know, and I'm, I've just been blessed to be able to play for guys like him. Um, Boomer Roberts, who was my assistant coach when I was at Vanguard and last couple of years, he's been my boss, obviously, but um, he too, just, just a prayer warrior and someone who really walks with the Lord and 
Um, obviously, Coach Soliday does too, but um, I've just been blessed to have great coaches. Andrew Alhada, who I mentioned, who gave me my first shot, um, he too is just really, you know, he's great with the X's and O's. And at every spot I've been at, I've learned different things. Um, and I've just been really thankful for the people that have coached me and the people that uh, have given me a chance to coach. Um, they've, been, they've been great. So no complaints. So give me the give me the um, the mentality heading to your first game on the sideline as a coach. Are you nervous? Are you like I got this? What's kind of the mentality going into the first game on the sidelines as a coach? My first game ever, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, funny enough, my first game ever, I was so nervous. Um, I drank a large cup of coffee. I I didn't get much sleep the night before. I just was up all night, um, so I wanted to be ready. So I drank a large cup of coffee, and I at that time I wasn't a big coffee drinker coaching's changed that where now I am but um so I drank a large cup of coffee and I had so much anxiety that I was the second assistant at the time and something was going on I jumped up and called timeout as the second assistant which you're not supposed to do um so yeah I guess I was I was definitely nervous definitely excited um you know I didn't know really what to expect but yeah it's been it's been a roller coaster ever since what was the conversation like in that timeout? You get to take the lead on that one. You call the timeout. You take the lead. <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I definitely didn't. I just sat back down. My head coach at the time looked back and said, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, he he led the timeout, but um, yeah, that was. We'll never forget that one. We still laugh about that. So. <laughs> So kind of how have you built your own coaching style? Do you kind of like borrow from other coaches that you've had from before? Have you decided like, hey, listen, I'm going at this my own thing? Like kind of how you kind of built your, uh, your coaching style? Yeah, uh, kind of all that. You know, I, like I said, I've learned from the different coaches that I've worked under and played for. Um, so, of course, I, I take from, from different coaches. But I think the main thing that, that's helped me in coaching is just making sure that I'm true to myself. Um, as corny as that sounds, I, when I'm myself, um, I think I'm at my best and a lot of what has made me me has been the coaches that I've worked for um, and coaches that I've played for of course like you know coach Soliday and um, guys like that but um, yeah I, I pull definitely from things I've learned but I try to stay true to myself at the same time if that makes sense. Was it a tough transition to stay true to yourself is that something you're always like now nah, I'm sticking to my guns I'm going at it with myself? Um, I think honestly it depended who I worked for. Um, and no knock on anybody that I've worked for because they've all been great. I just, some people, you know, um, they'll take a lead in certain things and they'll want me to be a certain way. And I've obviously had a mold to that a little bit um, when I'm with them. But, um, you know, I've tried to be aware just of, of what was expected from me. Um, but I think in everybody that I've worked for, I've kind of had that conversation where it's like, hey, like, um, I guess like, not asking for freedom but I've had to make a point to be like okay they trust me now now I can really step forward and uh really just yeah be myself <laughs> so so then so walk me what it's like you leave California head off to the Midwest coach what's the kind of the conversations leading up to that what's kind of like the Lord putting on your heart for that moment what what are the kind of thoughts leading up to heading out heading packing up leaving California heading off to the Midwest yeah I think I mean you said it I think that's what you know, the Lord just tugged on my heart, um, said, this is what I have for you. Um, Boomer Roberts, who, who we mentioned before, you know, he was the head coach and I absolutely loved playing for him. And we have a very strong relationship. He's like a brother to me. So when I had the opportunity to go out there and, you know, to work with one of my best friends, it was, it was hard to turn that down. Um, and I learned so much from being out there, you know, it was, it was a great experience and I'm thankful for it. 
Was there initial nerves leaving California and heading to the Midwest? Uh, not really, to be honest. No, uh, I wouldn't say nerves. I was excited, though, for sure. I was definitely excited. So. Awesome. So um, your teammate, Sele Han, got a job in Florida recently. You came back and job got, got a job here. What has kind of been the draw of Vanguard for people to just keep coming back and coaching and wanting to pour into these kids here at Vanguard? Uh, Vanguard's the best. <laughs> That's why it really is. It's just awesome. Um, the people at Vanguard are special, man. It's, and, and you don't realize that as much when you're a student because you haven't been that many places. But, you know, once you go to more places, you just realize how special Vanguard really is. Um, the way that people care for, for everyone on campus, really, like, the family environment that's at Vanguard is something that's special. And um, that's why it's one of the most attractive places in the world. You know, it's close to the beach, which is nice. The weather is great. That's all, that's all nice. But um, the people, the people are what make Vanguard special and what keep pulling people back. So. so how has it been stepping back into the pit and coaching up this group of guys so far? It's been awesome, you know, not without its um, challenges with the current, you know, climate that we're in. It's, it's been unlike any other year, um, but we've been trying to be patient and uh, trying to just stay focused, you know. Right now, we're obviously not allowed to be on the court, but our guys are focused and, you know, the coaching staff is focused and we're continually trying to think of ways to, to improve and it's been a blessing. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, so we're going to dive a bit into your social media here. So on Twitter, <laughs> you put out, if you're called Trooper and your handles aren't way better than they were at the start of this thing, and then I question your love for the game. So kind of give me the breakdown between you find passionate players, you find talented players. You know, they say hard work be talent and talent doesn't work hard. How important is it to find players that have that just love for the game or are just willing to just put that work in and get ahead of the maybe guys that could be more talented than them? Yeah, I think it's so important. Um, it's so important, you know, in any arena that you're in, it's the guys that work, the guys that put the time in that end up being successful. Um, even the talented players, it just usually, if they're not willing to put the work in, it usually just doesn't end up working out, you know. Um, so those guys that you know spent the time in the gym, those are the guys you can trust, you know. Confidence comes from preparation. I, I firmly believe that. And, you know, you can have a really talented player that that, that hasn't put that time in and hasn't prepared. And when it really comes down to it and they're going against other talented players that have prepared, they're going to, they're going to break. Um, so it's one of the most important things we look for in recruiting. And, you know, I wasn't, um, I was thankful or I'm lucky enough to come to a program and come to a roster, I should say that, um, that has a bunch of guys that love to work. You know, our guys really do. They love to be in the gym. They love to work. Um, they love to put that time in. And yeah, I think it's really important. Give me, like, when you're working with your guys and you're prepping for a big game, what's kind of your favorite element of game preparation? Are you breaking down the film, kind of getting your stuff ready? What's kind of your favorite element of getting ready for a big game? Yeah, um, for me specifically, it's a lot of film, just making sure I know exactly what to expect, um, what the coach is trying to, you know, what they're trying to get um, get done, you know, and make sure that we don't allow them to do whatever they want to do, basically. But for our guys, it's, it's different for each guy. You know, I want to make sure that whoever it is, I'm, I'm able to reach them and give them confidence. Um, and everybody's different. So I try to um, really get to know the guys, get to know what, what buttons to push. And, you know, when it comes to game time, hopefully we push those right buttons and um, we can get the best out of them. Awesome. So you guys 
fingers crossed, start your season on Saturday, November 21st against Life Pacific. So kind of give me your personal goals and some team goals for what may be the strangest college season anyone that has ever seen in recent memory. Yeah, um, well, of course we want to have a winning season. You know, every, every coach does. Um, my main goal, though, is to, you know, continue to mentor these guys and continue to show them, um, you know, what it's like to um, – to be a man after hoops, you know, we want to mature our team and, and uh, continue to grow them um, on the court. Of course, we want to, we want to win games. That's, you know, I'm not going to give you a number, but we want to win as many games as we possibly can. Um, but in order for us to do that, we got to be together. You know, we got to, we got to appreciate hard work. Um, we got to be coachable. Um, all those things, you know, it's, it's a long process. You know, winning is hard. So it takes a lot of work, but uh, I think we're willing to put that work in. Awesome. So give me your, your personal goals three, five years out. What does a day in the life look like for Noel Larkins? Yeah. Um, you know, I, whenever I have my goals written down for sure. Um, but whenever someone asks me that, you know, I, I usually just think of the people around me. I want, you know, three or five years down the road. I want the people around me to know I love them even more. Um, I, uh, that's my main goal in life, you know, to love well. Um, be a good friend, be a good son, be a good brother. Um, you know, that's, you know, my main goal. As far as, you know, my coaching goals and aspirations, I, I try to just be um, as good as I can wherever I'm at, and God has continued to open doors. Um, but I love being at Vanguard, and right now my plan is to be here for a long time and, you know, to help the program improve. Do you ever see yourself in a head coaching position down the line? Uh, you know, who knows? I uh, – I definitely, that's definitely something that I, uh, I think about, you know, but I, uh, I'm really trying to wait for God to, to, to tug on my heart and I want him to be the lead on that. You know, I want to be um, right now a great assistant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if I feel like God is saying, okay, it's time, then, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll continue or I'll begin to work, you know, towards that. But right now, I think, um, you know, I, my, my job is to stay focused on where I'm at. So. Awesome. So Taylor Kelly, like you mentioned before, was big to get you in Vanguard. He picked up a big hedging, uh, head coaching spot at Corbin. Do you guys have any conversations like that before he took off about, you know, the new adventure that's going to be on his way? Oh, yeah, of course. TK is one of my best friends, um, Coach Kelly. So we talk pretty often, um, probably every other day. Um, and, yeah, we had a ton of conversations about, you know, his journey as a head coach. I'm just so excited for him. He's going to kill it. Um, Few people love people the way that TK does, and uh, he walks with God, and you know he does it the right way, which is rare, you know, in this coaching world. So I'm really excited for TK, and I think he's just gonna he's gonna kill it. So kind of walk me through. So what we talked about before, didn't even think you were gonna become a coach to begin with. It took the lunch, and then it starts the journey there. How has God kind of worked with you in your heart, being like? Hey, listen, I'm looking down the line. I'm looking to be an assistant here for Vanguard for a long time. From that period of time, from point B to point A, like, hey, I don't even know. Like, oh, I'll go out for lunch with you, and we'll see what, we'll see what this conversation goes. How does that right. kind of transition from point A to point B? Yeah, um, there's just been so much fruit from coaching. Um, to be able to see, you know, the, the work that you put in in guys' lives, you know, like being able to dive in and see a guy who maybe lacked confidence or maybe had a tough home life or – you know, being able to just be a mentor and a big brother and, and, and seeing fruit from that has just been really cool. Um, you know, 
from certain things the guy said to me my first year coaching you know has, has kept me um you know and every year after that has just it makes it all worth it you know like really being able to dive in and being able to walk life with these guys through the hard times and the bad um and a lot of times the hard times are more memorable you know like to know like hey yeah we walked through that and we walked through it together um there's just so much fruit in that and it's it's awesome Awesome. Well, the guys here are lucky to have you. Um, like I said, hopefully we can get started here in less than a month. Um, for all those listening at home, this has been Noel Larkins, an awesome addition to the Vanguard uh, Ben's basketball coaching staff. Uh, like, subscribe this podcast wherever you guys are listening to that. And uh, just thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on, Noel. Appreciate you, Noel.